Hey there, video game fans. I'm Ben Bertoli. And I'm Push Dustin. And this is another memory card bonus episode. Woo! Bonus! Yeah, I'm waiting for the bonus jingle that you always do. <laughs> <laughs> the b b b b bonus. That's the one, because I start talking and then you interrupt me with it, so I'm just like, I'm letting it, you know, let it all out, Push. I want to do something sep- uh, special this time. Okay. You know, something different, yeah. Which, which is what? That, that was the specialness. I thought you meant this whole episode was going to be special. I mean, it is a little special because um, I'm running this one, actually, so it'll be... That's right. <laughs> it'll be a little different. <laughs> well, the last bonus one that you were uh, in charge of was the smashing misinformation one. So, you know, you ran that yeah. one too, but it was a little... That was even, even more special than normal because it was, you know, like a little public speech, so... Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I try to mix things up with these bonus episodes, and I figured I would really mix things up by keeping um, Ben on his toes this time around. Yeah, I, I really know nothing about like what's going to happen in this episode. I mean, I have a basic idea of what the topic is, but uh, Push did not let me in on any of the questions he's going to be asking me or you know, mm-hmm. topics he's going to bring up within. So the, the first reveal is that it's actually not Giftpedia. It is Tokyo Jungle. Is it really? Surprise. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Surprise. So Push told me he was he had it down to two topics and uh he told me it was going to uh, be Giftpedia or is it Giftpedia? Yeah. Giftpia? Giftpia, sorry. Yeah. Uh Giftpia, but I've been bamboozled. <laughs> you, you, uh, surprise, yeah. So <laughs> I, I was going to do Giftpia, but then I was like, well, I should just do a normal episode on Giftpia. I'm going to do Tokyo J- Jungle as this bonus episode. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, wow, that's even more of a twist. Yeah. It was a, it was a surprise even to myself. <laughs> I hope you, know the, <laughs> hope you did the research. <laughs> I did. I did. He's like wildly reading the Wikipedia page as we go through the episode. He's like, uh, turns out this game. It was, it was like it made in Japan or something. I don't know. Crazy crazy <laughs> turns out tokyo is a real city did you know this wow <laughs> and 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 just for the listeners i actually even named the google doc Giftpia just in case like ben saw it so like that way he would think it was Giftpia. so that way he would just be completely surprised <laughs> it worked i did not check the google doc i was not keeping tabs on you so you you fooled me haha okay well Tokyo Jungle is a game that I was like really, really interested in back in the year of like 2012, 2011. You can imagine like just a young me sitting there with the PlayStation 3 and I boot it up and I look at the upcoming games and there's this game called Tokyo Jungle. And at that point, I had been to Japan. So I was like, you know, really interested in in Japanese games and and seeing more about Japan uh, now that I was back in the States. And Tokyo Jungle is like was something that I had never seen before. It was like a concept that was completely really that was really unique. And so I was really excited about it. But then I never actually picked it up. <laughs> and so <laughs> I actually only like recently, like in the last year, got a chance to play it through uh, PlayStation Now. Uh, do you know anything about Tokyo Jungle? Uh, I, I know I've seen like uh, maybe some trailers for it before. Isn't it all the humans are gone and just just a bunch of animals roaming Tokyo? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that, that's that's essentially yeah. it. Um, you know, the it is the future, and animals have taken over, and vegetation has reclaimed the cities. You take on the role of one of 
50 animals and explore this jungle. Hmm. And it's it's kind of like an arcade game where you're actually going for like um a high score. So uh you gain points by eating or um mating and then like leveling up like and completing challenges hmm. and stuff like that. Now is it like a vib ribbon where you so, can transform from one animal into another? No, you cannot you cannot you stay the same animal, but right. once you mate, um you pass your DNA along to future generation and um you control the same species but that offspring just like in real life just like in real life yeah <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's two types of animals there's the predators and the, and the grazers and the predators they actually have to go and kill uh, other animals to eat their meat while grazers must uh run and hide and um eat the vegetation hmm. um there's like i think 11 different districts in tokyo Within those uh, territories, you have to find um, all the flags in a given ward and then mark it. And then that will allow you to find a mate and then pass that DNA forward. Now, is it like realistic construction of Tokyo? You know, did they break it down with like actual like streets? Can you go to Shibuya and go across the crosswalk and stuff? There, there is like Shibuya and like the crosswalk and stuff like that. But it's not like 100% accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of controlled in this 2d semi 3d uh style where you can like basically run back and forth and then like some areas have like death in them mm. it's pretty interesting i had a little quiz for you okay and this one is we're gonna go over the playable animals okay good i was really worried you're gonna be like which one of these is an award of tokyo and be like oh no <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, tell me if the following animals are playable, uh, yes or no. Okay. Okay. Elephant. Not playable. It is playable. Really? In Tokyo? Yeah. In Tokyo. (laughs) In Tokyo. (laughs) The reason I was thinking it was going to be like animals that were mostly native to Japan. (laughs) How about uh, rhinoceros? Yes, playable. No, not playable. Dang it. That's the one I wanted to play. Um, A pigeon playable not playable gosh i'm so bad at this pomeranian dog playable that is playable and that's yes. actually the 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 main character quote okay unquote. i was gonna say i feel like i remember seeing that okay how about a uh, mammoth mammoth mm, i'm gonna say not playable it is playable <laughs> what future is this <laughs> and uh ibo ibo Mm, playable Te- yeah technically yes uh so there's like a robot dog that you can unlock mm-hmm. um that really resembles ibo the sony dog oh, back okay. from back in the day and um it, it, yeah it's, it's basically a reference to that <laughs> can you do a flip cannot do a flip as far as i understand <laughs> i just remember the little like electronic dogs you could buy and like that was their big selling point it's like oh they do a flip wow look at that <laughs> you have so much fun watching it do a flip no way there's actually two modes in this game there's the um the survival mode which is like the arcade mode and then there's the story mode and you unlock the um, story mode by completing the survival mode actually hmm. and um with the survival mode you're just trying to um get the highest score and your scores are actually uploaded to a server where you can compete against players all across the world to see who can survive the longest. Was this ever a, an arcade game in Japan? No, but it definitely should have been. Right. It seems like they could have streamlined it to work that way, but okay. Yeah. 
Um, I'll actually be going a little bit over the development history, which might explain why it didn't come out as an arcade game. Gotcha. But um, the game was actually published by Sony, and there's actually several tie-ins to other Sony properties uh, in the form of clothing, because um, as you progress through the game, you can actually unlock clothing, which gives your animal some boosted stats. Uh, so a lot of these came out as DLC mm-hmm. for the game, like free DLC that you could just a- attach to your dog or whatever. So there's Kuro and, to- and Toro from the Doku Demo Isho series. Um, they're the two cats, Kaluche from Loco Roco, uh, if you remember that from that PSP game. Mm-hmm. Um, Pipo from Ape Escape, Patapon. There's a mannequin from uh, Echo Chrome. If you remember Echo Chrome back in the PS3 days, that was really big. It was like the puzzle game where you're like you have this the stairs oh okay and then um the last one i've never heard of before there's a demon lord from a game called holy invasion of privacy Batman. what did i do to deserve this which was also like a playstation exclusive <laughs> I, I looked a little bit into this game uh not to get totally off topic but it was like a playstation exclusive and like you like build your own dungeons or something like that you like put traps and stuff like that might be worth it for another bonus episode in the future <laughs> They're all tied together. It's all together. Yeah, anyway. Um, so the actual story behind this game is really bizarre. And it's actually only revealed through newspaper clippings and um, completing this actual story. But essentially, as far as I understood, in the future, humanity has like really screwed itself over by using up all of the resources. So in order to survive, they actually built a time machine. Hmm. But one of the regulations of the time machine is that equal mass must be exchanged. So, like, if you're going to, like, send back a thousand people, you need to exchange it with another thousand people. So it's decided to um, basically exchange the future humans with the humans of the past so that humanity could continue. But, like, the animals find out, like, you know, that the humans of the past will surely attempt to reclaim the overgrown cities. And thus, you know, risk their livelihood. So the so the people of the past got sent to the future, and the people of the future went to the past to like do it over again and do it better. Yeah, basically, like the uh, people of the future will go back in time and then just continue to live out their days in there. Hmm. But then, like the people in the past will be stuck in the future, which is like really bad. Ah, uh, I thought you were gonna say that they like you know. Like, if you're like, you want to go back in time, you have to find you know, like uh, 17 squirrels that weigh the same as you and <laughs> swap them out. And that's how all it's, the animals got there. <laughs> it's, it's really is a really bizarre story. Yeah. And um, it kind of makes sense why there's woolly mammoths now if time travels involved. Yeah, exactly. And there's actually even dinosaurs as well. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So uh, there's this robotic dog, um, ERC003 who was actually raised by wolves and that robotic dog basically decides to stop the process of the transfer of mass Mm -hmm. and in order to prevent the humans of the future going into the past and and um that has basically saved uh the animals uh spoiler alert yeah i was gonna say i didn't see that coming so uh the game was actually directed by a man named yohei um uh kataoka and he founded crispy in 2007 when he was only 21 like he was like in art school he was doing freelance gigs and then um he saw a poster for the playstation uh camp like c-a-m-p 
Mm-hmm. And PlayStation Camp was this program back in the day, which meant a uh, creator audition mashup project um, where like Sony would like fund studios and like people to like make games for their systems. So it's kind of similar to that, um, that story that we uh, about um, Radnet. Oh, yeah. The online service in that whole the whole era of nintendo but um so yohei um created this uh studio in small tokyo a uh, small small tokyo apartment and started working with a team of four other people on three different prototypes one was for the ps2 one was for the psp and another one was for the ps3 for the ps3 they wanted to create a social game where players could find like logs of other players activities on the web and then also create their own footprints for other players to discover. So it was like a kind of like an early social game idea that they had. Hmm. For the PlayStation 2, they presented an action game where players control the God of Rain. And then for the PSP, they presented an RPG title that was like Yohei's pet project before Crispy even started um, called Meteos. And it was an RPG about the end of days, like there in 10 days, like uh, a meteor is going to strike upon the earth and everyone will die. And there's no way to stop it. It's just a story about that. Hmm. Yohei was like really adamant about like presenting three different ideas because he wanted to show that his team wouldn't be limited by like one genre or one art style. Those uh, pitches actually worked and Sony was interested. And so the, uh, Sony gave uh, Crispy some money. And um, the first project that they actually made was uh, none of those. It was a game called My Stylist for the PSP. <laughs> <laughs> and the My Stylist was also kind of like ahead of its time where like you used a camera on the PSP to take pictures of your clothing to like create a database. And then like you can like mix and match clothes, it, clothes and see like what kind of um, style you should have. And you can like test things out and create new patterns and stuff like that kind of like a mix of like a database and like a log as well but after my stylist crispy um like a lot of the people that was on the crispy team crispy's team they left and only there's only yohei and another person and so they they kind of needed to pitch more ideas to sony in order to secure more funding so they could create their next game and they decided that they would uh, focus on an open world 2d action exploration game featuring an explorer who would like map out a new planet and then like uncover like the history of that planet as they explore they're like and we call it no man's sky (laughs) (laughs) at first sony rejected this idea because they're like well it doesn't really sound that a lot a lot of fun like there's no like core gameplay loop kataoka he decided to um go back to the drawing board and really focus on two principles universality and originality and he decided to times universality by two Hmm. and this is where the idea of combining animals which is like universally known and ghost towns which are also um, universally known to create uh, something that was wholly original because this was like basically you know crispy's uh second game uh tokyo jungle actually featured a lot of challenges during its development um first for stars crispies was still being run out of a residential apartment <laughs> so like in the summer the power would cut out uh because they you know just because of all the machines that they had um you know they were just the heat yeah and the heat and everything like that um so because it was a residential house it, it didn't have enough power 
you know, being brought in. So they actually had construction done in order to, um, you know, increase the voltage. <laughs> Why? They didn't want to just move the office to somewhere. Uh, originally, they're like, well, you know, if we have an office, it'll be too expensive. But by the time they did all the, that reconstruction and everything like that, um, you know, Kataoka admits that it probably would have been cheaper to have to start an actual <laughs> office. <laughs> Ain't that just the way. And then also, like, they decided in mid-development to transition from a pure 2D to a semi-3D style. Oh. And so, like, a lot of the work had to be redone and, like, assets had to be, um, you know, made for the 3D environment. But, like, at the very, one thing that they, they felt, like, went really well for Tokyo Jungle's uh, development was at the very beginning, they created this, like, pitch video in, like, Adobe After Effects and, like, using keyframe key animations for the animals to, like, kind of show their vision of the game. And, like, they showed it to Sony, like, the people in marketing, the people at the studio, and that kind of unified everyone behind this idea that it was going to be a ghost town anim animal simulator. Oh. The team was actually very, very involved with the marketing itself. Like, they basically decided all of the, the press release, um, the press kits, the um, press release, and, like, the, the game trailers and everything. They were heavily involved with that, um, much to, like the annoyance of the marketing team i guess because <laughs> like initially like the marketing team was like we need like 12 animals on this game box art you know in order to show that there's a lot of variety and it's going to be very action-paced and everything like that and kataoka was just like basically like no it's just going to have that um that dog <laughs> and it's going to be like an <laughs> ghost town barren city yeah 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 and and it actually worked yeah i think i've seen it and um like i think kotaku like rated it as like one of the best box art yeah. of all time for like that year um it really helped the game stand out it's one of the few things that i can actually like picture in my mind about that game so initially it wasn't going to be sold in the west the american uh, branch of sony was just like americans won't be interested in this there's no way it has animals <laughs> it's not shooting it's you know blah 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 blah. right it's exactly what they said about vib ribbon yeah and so um initially they passed on it but at the last minute, they decided to allow the game to sell uh, to sell in the West via a digital download. Um, and I think it was like even cheaper. I think it was like $15. The game wasn't a super huge success in, the, in America, but it was well received in Europe and Japan. And so um, considering its budget and everything, the game was pretty successful. Um, they, it did get a semi-sequel called Tokyo Jungle Mobile, which was released for the Vita and PlayStation Mobile in 2013. It was like a grid-based version of that game. And then after that, Crispy would, uh, Crispy's would work on a, another title called Short Piece Ranko's uh, Tsuki Mei's Longest Day, which was released for the PlayStation 3 uh, along with uh, Grasshopper Manufacturer. Like, uh, Goichi Suda like, helped write it, I guess. What is, what is that game about? It was like a part of a... Um, There's like three anime movies and then like one game and they're like supposed to represent different eras of japan and like i guess in this game like you're um ronko hmm. and um you have to assassinate your father oh yeah or something <laughs> like that <laughs> i'm not too too sure but um i i looked up game gameplay footage of it and it looks really cool actually yeah i'll have to look into it unfortunately since those um titles uh crispies has not released anything else their twitter account has been uh inactive since like 2015 or so oh wow it's safe to say that they have probably moved on but um 
Yohei um, Kataoka, he did make an appearance in uh, Koji Igarashi's uh, 2019 Archipel video uh, talking about Japanese um, game development. So he's still working on games as far as we know? As far as we know. Um, but he, as far as I know, um, I haven't seen him credited in any other game. Hmm. So he might be like semi-retired or just doing consulting work. He's secretly working on uh, Tokyo Jungle, you know, 2. The, the rise of rise of the pomeranians <laughs> but yeah um one of the things that they said um that if they were an experienced game development studio they probably wouldn't pick 50 uh animal characters to develop they would probably like <laughs> actually limit themselves a little bit yeah focus on a few and make them really good so like they said like you know the fact that they haven't had game development experience was like a blessing and a curse because like it allowed them to kind of stand out but they ran into so many issues because they're just so inexperienced in that space. They they didn't know any better, and they went for it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, if you're interested in playing uh, Tokyo Jungle, you can go ahead and check it out on PlayStation Now, uh, or download it on um, PlayStation Three. And uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but you would think that the Vita version might still be available on the PlayStation Shop. I think I think the Vita version would. So, Push, you have the uh, list of animals there, right? Or you have an idea of all the animals? I, I can pull it up real quick. So, if you could put an animal in the game that you could play as that's not on the list, what would you pick? Ah, uh, let's see. Um, I think, like, probably, um, you know, having, like, a flying animal. Because they actually don't have any flying animals playable in the game. No bats or birds or anything? no bats or birds or anything but they are in, in the game kind of like you can you, you can hunt um crows and stuff like that mm. it'd probably be a little too op right getting around <laughs> yeah it'd probably be a little too op which is probably why they didn't add them can you be a gorilla i don't see a gorilla gorilla but they do have an office worker <laughs> who is also a gorilla no he's not a gorilla oh. but um there there are you can play as a homo erectus or an office worker, and um, they're part of um, DLC. So unfortunately, if you are playing through like PlayStation now, you can't download them. Is office worker just a normal guy who works in an office? Yeah, yeah it's like it's like an office worker, but like he's like still um, a predator. Oh, <laughs> sounds bad. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Actually, no, no, sorry. He is a herbivore. Herbivore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he only eats plants, um, and he cannot mate um he can only sleep in the nest interesting well see i was trying with my gorilla i was just trying to get some good donkey kong vibes going in there but if there's an office worker he might also have a tie like donkey kong and i can uh you know he he does have a tie <laughs> perfect the evolution of donkey kong first he's just a gorilla with a tie and now he's uh running corporate <laughs> yeah so i think that that wraps up this jungle of a podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There was less, uh, less questions you had to ask me, but, you know, I, I still wasn't in the right headspace at the beginning, but now I'm, I'm fully, <laughs> fully invested in, in Tokyo Jungle. So thank you to all the uh, patrons out there who are getting to hear this early uh, for your support. We hope that you have a wonderful holiday season. And uh, if you're hearing this in the spring or the summer, um, we, we also hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Eventually. <laughs> Be that the uh, 4th of July or, you know, whatever it is that you are celebrating coming up soon. See you. Memory card out. <laughs>